How's it going? Welcome back to day three. I'm Dr. Benjamin Hardy, author of Personality Isn't Permanent. And today I'm going to talk about the problem with most personality tests, like 99% of them. <laughs> there are, there's a few personality tests that are actually psychologically valid, that have been tested, that are actually good science, that actually give you some decent information. And, and that one major good one, actually, I'll just say it right here and now, is called the Big Five. Um, the big five would never lump you into a category. So any personality test that throws you into a category, for example, Myers-Briggs, Enneagram, DISC, those are garbage, just fully, fully honest with you. Those are junk science. Those would not fit the bill of good science. Um, they're also not measuring personality. They're overly simplistic, and they're just, they're basically horoscopes. They're on the level of horoscopes. You can get whatever you want out of horoscopes, but they're also, they create a fixed mindset about yourself. The big five is a little different because the big five doesn't actually throw you into a category. Instead, what it does is it gives you a score on what's called a percentile rank. So there's a bell curve on a population and most people are kind of in the middle and then there's some outliers. And so what the big five would do is, is it would give you your, where your percentile rank is among the population on five factors. One being conscientiousness, which is how organized you are. One being extroversion, which is how, you know, how well you do with other people. One being agreeableness, which is how, like how, caring and basically <laughs> nice you are towards other people um your creativity which is openness to new experience and then your your emotional development which is neuroticism and all of those things can change over time in fact all of them change throughout your life and you can set goals to improve on all of them they're actually just skills but with the other personality tests which are the major culprits you know the ones that are super popular myers-briggs and stuff like that here is kind of the assumption of the myers-briggs so that test was made by you know, Catherine Briggs. Um, and, but basically what they believed was that human beings are hardwired from birth the way they are and that people can't change. And that instead of trying to help them change, you should just accommodate to them. So if, if you have a child who's just angry, that's just his, his nature. You can't change that. So just accommodate to his nature. Um, and so she believed people are hardwired at birth. And here's, what's kind of interesting. You know, Myers-Briggs was made a long time ago, many, many decades ago. And since then, obviously, there's been so much research proving how much personality changes over time. And so they've kind of had to fit their theory around this science. And so basically what a lot of the people at Myers-Briggs now argue is, yes, your personality changes over time, but your personality type does not. You have some type or, or aspect of yourself. And according to Myers-Briggs, there are 16 personality types. I think the Enneagram has like eight or 10 personality types. There's the color code that has four types. DISC has four types. And so, but, but according to Myers-Briggs, your personality will change, but your personality type does not. And so how you answer the test will give you one of 16 you know, types. Problem is, is that a lot of research shows this. If you take tests in different situations, you're going to get different scores. Um, if you take a test and then three or four years later, you're going to get a different score. And so how do you know actually what type you really are? Um, here's the, here's the, bold fact. There's no such thing as a personality type. That is a junk garbage way of viewing people. Um, but here's even the further problems. What these tests do, because they believe that your personality is hardwired, is they make you believe that whatever personality type you have, that that's who you've always been and who you'll always be. That's their belief is that people are hardwired at birth. And so they make you believe that who you are right now is who you're always going to be. And that is a fixed mindset. So those tests create a fixed mindset. They make you inflexible as well because you're like, oh, that's who I am. I'm an introvert. Therefore, I can't be an extrovert or therefore I'm not organized. And so 
they lead you to being very non-imaginative. They make you not imagine a bigger, different future self. They lead you to being very non-flexible in situations that are outside of the type that you have scored yourself as. And they lead you to being very mindless. You know, there's a lot of research on this, that labels lead you to being mindless or they lead you to having tunnel vision. When you have a label about yourself, you see the world through that label. So Ellen Langer, who's a Harvard psychologist, she talks a lot about how if you've defined yourself as depressed, you'll believe you're always depressed. That's the tunnel vision. I'm always depressed. Even though there's many times throughout a given day when you're actually feeling great, you won't pay attention to those. You'll be mindless to those. You won't pay heed to those. You'll only pay attention to the things that fit the label. And that, you do that with other people as well. You know, if you develop some disposition towards someone, maybe you're a racist, as an example, um, you will view them as the category and you won't notice nuance. You won't notice that they're actually a, a unique individual and that they don't fit every aspect of the category because you're being mindless. You're just focused on the label. And we do that to other people. We, I've done that to my kids. Um, and so you, you kind of want to eliminate that label. And instead of focusing so much on who you are right now, recognize that you're different from who you were in the past and appreciate those differences and also decide who you want to be in the future. Take ownership of choice. Who do you want to be in your future? So my challenge for you is to let go of the idea of personality types as a, a junk way of, of seeing it. If you want to label yourself, label yourself based on your future self. Uh, in this book, I give an example of Jeff Goins. Jeff Goins is someone who is a writing mentor of mine. He's an amazing blogger. He teaches people how to become writers. But one of the things that he did is he decided he want, really wanted to be a writer. And so he started calling himself a writer even before he did that. He, 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 he assumed the identity of a writer. And this brings up the difference between identity and personality. One of the big things about these personality tests is that they give you a sense of identity. And your identity is the way you explain yourself. So if I were to tell you I'm an introvert, I'm not actually... I'm not actually telling you about myself. I'm telling you about how I see myself. And your identity is how you see yourself, but how you see yourself impacts your behavior. Your identity shapes your behavior and your behavior over time is your personality. Personality is consistent behavior. So if you change your identity, if you change your story, if you change your narrative, if you change your label, then you're going to start to act according to your new narrative. And that will eventually reflect your personality. And your label should come from your goal. The problem with those personality tests is that they give you a label based on your past, which is really weird because then you're trying to like act according to how you saw yourself in the past versus acting towards how you want your future self to be. If you want to give yourself a label or if you want, or more, more importantly, don't worry about the label. If you want to give yourself an identity, which is very important. Identity is crucially important. It's again, how you see and how you describe yourself. Have that be based on the future person you want to be. And by, by the way, Successful people do that all the time. Michael Jordan, before, you know, every time he won a championship, he held up an extra finger. So like if he won his second championship, he'd hold up three because he was defined by his future self. Elon Musk is a separate example, wants to die on Mars. So that's his identity. He, he, he's, that's the story he's telling about us is that he's going to die on Mars. And so that's the future self that's driving his current reality. And whatever you view of as your future, that's the thing driving your present. That's the thing driving your identity. So you might as well get really clear on the future you want. Again, that's prospection. Get very clear on the future you want and then use that as your new narrative so that your behavior is coming towards your future. It's being driven by your future rather than being driven by your past. You don't want your narrative and your identity to be based on the past. Actually, Condoleezza Rice said, and she, you know, she said you should never be the former anything. Stop defining yourself by your former identity or your former status. Who's the person you want to be? If you're not driven by the future, 
then you, you have a meaningless life. You know, that's exactly what Frankel said. So who's your future self? That's what you need to do. That becomes your new story. That becomes your new narrative. So I want you to think about for a second down below, who is your future self? In the next training, we're going to clarify that a lot deeper and a lot more, but I want you to think about who is your future self and what's the identity that you want to have that's, that's going to drive your behavior. It takes some courage to tell people about your future goals and we'll get into that more, but that's where you want to go. So we've dispelled the myths. No longer worry about personality tests. Those things hurt your identity because they make you think that who you are is who you'll always be and they stop you from imagining a different and a bigger future self. Your future self is way different than any personality test could ever measure and you get to decide that based on your imagination. And so who is your future self going to be? That's your new identity. And your identity is the thing that shapes your behavior, which eventually creates your personality. Your personality is the byproduct of your identity, which comes from your view of your future. And that's what we're going to talk about in the next training. I'm going to go very deep into the concept of perspection and about how you can imagine and create different futures. So I will see you then. Have an amazing day. Answer the prompts below. See you later.